With a growing interest in incorporating electric vehicles into police fleets across Michigan, some departments are cautiously exploring the feasibility of electric vehicles for law enforcement duties. What are the potential benefits and challenges? Let's get some insight now from Robert Stevenson. He's the executive director of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Robert, welcome to JR Morning. Thank you, Lloyd. My pleasure to be here. Uh, in your opinion, what are the main challenges that electric vehicles pose for police work, especially when you talk about uh, comparing them to traditional gas-powered vehicles? Yeah, so there are some limitations uh, with today's technology, and our biggest concerns are out there is got to do with the range of the vehicles and uh, how long they can travel, uh, especially uh, an issue in some of the rural areas where it's not uncommon that someone would put several hundred miles on their vehicle during the shift. Um, there's also problems, and I don't, I don't think it's fully understood that a lot of these vehicles are used 24 hours a day. I mean, literally from shift to shift. So to take a vehicle out of service to charge it, uh, that, of course, would be a problem because a lot of departments literally do not have backup vehicles just sitting there for them to do that. Um, there's been a trend in uh, police vehicles to get larger vehicles because of all the equipment and computers that we seem to add to them. So they're, uh, a lot of them are full-size SUVs, and uh, those vehicles aren't even available right now as electric vehicles. And these vehicles literally run for 24 hours a day. Um, their heat system's on during the winter, their air conditioning's on during the summer because of the computers and stuff. So uh, all of that would uh, limit the range and the, the battery life in those vehicles. So for patrol vehicles right now, we're not seeing those uh, in Michigan, uh, but where we are starting to see some of the electric vehicles is for the administration. Uh, and where you can schedule how long a vehicle is going to be used. Mm -hmm. I, I was just going to ask, where are we in the trying out phase? So it's just administration, but they don't drive that much, right? <laughs> well, no, they don't, but detectives do and are out there. Um, there's only one vehicle right now that's been certified by the Michigan State Police electric vehicle, and uh, that's a smaller, and I believe it's the Mustang. Um, so you can imagine uh, with the computers that are in there, and then if you have to transport a prisoner, so we we just don't see them right now for a patrol. Now, that could all change as the technology would increase. But many of our patrol vehicles are in service for 200,000 miles or more. Yeah. And as you know, the, the replacement costs for batteries when you wear them out are really expensive, sometimes almost as much as a vehicle. Well, that's what I wanted to ask about. First of all, I got to imagine that, the, the, I mean, anybody that's test-driven one of these vehicles has looked at the acceleration on them and gone, whoa. This this would be great, and I'm sure from a performance standpoint, that can be impressive to folks that have test-driven them. But as a taxpayer chief, I'm worried about one thing, and that's making sure you guys get the biggest bang for your buck. With EVs, there is a much larger upfront cost, and when you take away the incentives, um, they, they are very costly. And the payback is is a few years down the road in fuel savings. So how is that equation working out for municipalities? Well, budgets are tight, Guy, and that is definitely a concern, and especially when you consider how long we use a traditional vehicle to the potential limited life of the battery for an electric vehicle. And again, the, the cost of replacement would actually be prohibitive. So with the, with the current technology that is there for patrol vehicles, 
we're just not seeing a big push for that. Right. It's like you've got to yeah. pay 30 to 40 percent more for a vehicle that you can only use half as much. That's that's definitely an issue. <laughs> I think I think that's probably why we're not seeing the big rush to it. And I know the suggestion out there that we all go to electric vehicles sounds good. But when you get, actually get down to the details on how we use these vehicles in patrol situation, especially, it's just not feasible right now. Yeah, might make sense for parking enforcement, but we don't need to help them. <laughs> no, well, you know I that's can't funny. charge up. I'm good with it. Well, no, you know that's 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 just funny. You say that because you know Detroit has converted their parking department over to the electric vehicle. So yeah, they're they're writing more tickets. Um, what about you were talking about the battery technology and the and the charging infrastructure? And I would think it's even uh, more of an issue in rural areas where those charging options can be limited. Sure. I mean, there are places in the UP that there isn't charging for, you know, 50, 60, 70 miles or more. And uh, obviously you would have to put in charging stations at your police department. And now for some of the bigger cities, that could even be a problem because you might have to put in 30 or 40 charging stations or more. So there's a lot to be thought of before there's a a big rush to it for patrol vehicles, especially. And what about like, you know, Lord forbid there is a chase and you have to, you know, go after a criminal who has this uh, ICE vehicle that's a Dodge Charger Turbo or something. And then you guys are, you know, trying to catch this person with a EV. I mean, will, will you be able to do that? Will it have enough power to do that? I think the EVs are are very fast. I don't think the issue is the speed. The acceleration is uh, great on those vehicles and such. I think the biggest concern would be range, and especially if you were running out of battery and on your way to the station and needed to recharge and then something happened Mm -hmm. and you needed to go, you might not be able to go, and that would certainly be an issue. Sir, you talked about only a handful of departments even trying this with their administrative vehicles only. Is there pressure to get all of the fleets electric at some point? And what is that pressure? I think the uh, biggest pressure we heard was the governor wanted everybody in the state for state government to go to electric vehicles. And um, I, I did see a quote, the state police were evaluating how that would affect them and what their options would be. So that's where the biggest pressure came from, is the governor announcing that they wanted the whole state to go to electric vehicles for the state government. Would you feel better if it was hybrids more than just uh, electric vehicles that go into well, a hybrid? Well, hybrids certainly uh, helps because you do have the option of having the gasoline that's there. But I think everybody just needs to understand that these vehicles are in service 24 hours a day. So even when you're not driving the vehicle, the vehicle is sitting there, the air conditioning's on, drawing down the battery. So it's not just a matter of mileage that's an issue to us. It's a matter of the vehicle being on the full time. So even when you're not driving and you're sitting, the car traditionally now is idling. But if you had an electric vehicle, of course, you're using electric battery, which is drawing down the range. Bob, this isn't why we had you on, but you know I'm going to ask you a question about, and that is what we're watching in New York with Alvin Bragg and his so-called bail reform, releasing these cop beaters who are now on their way to California. How worried are you that that could be an outcome that we might see here in Michigan? We only have a few seconds, but I know you're good at this. (laughs) Uh, The the current uh, lack of bail is a big concern throughout the criminal justice system, and it's affecting us here in Michigan in Wayne County, there's over 500,000 warrants right now with bail. 
How do we think that it's going to get better when we eliminate bail that people are suddenly going to show up? It is a big issue within the system and across the country, and that's just the latest incident that shows that something needs to be uh, addressed about this uh, trend to not taking any bail from people and just releasing them. Robert Stevenson, the executive director of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, thank you so much for being here on JR Morning. Anytime, I'd straightly my pleasure. Take uh, care. All right. And coming up at 735, Israeli and Palestinian solution, or is it a two-state delusion? It's an op-ed. We'll talk about it next on JR Morning.